hello, and welcome back to the Advisors Assemble podcast. It's the first time I've said that without saying lead generation financial services. So it is you are at the right place. <laughs> and <laughs> I've got Mr. Maplethorpe. Tom, how's it going, man? Good morning. Yeah, not bad, mate. Not bad. Good. So this is our second proper... We're, we're like pros now. It we is, are. yeah. It is. I know we were still saying last week we did lots of video stuff, but I think, yeah, this is the second actual kind of team podcast. Um, yeah, so all thanks to social yeah. distancing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, I still do think we can we can muster up a live broadcast in our in our separate places, though. We have yeah. got the we have got the uh, and what I'm thinking is because um, our last podcast that we did together was the local SEO stuff and the Google Maps, and then I had to do a ten minute presentation for Primus uh, all week this week, mm-hmm. and that was uh, one thing uh, Jamie Thompson said, who is. Uh, Long-time listener. Um, what was that thing they say on radio? Show? Oh, yeah, first-time first time caller. Call, long-time listener, yeah. Uh, his long-time listener n- never called me. No. Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said um, when he was listening, he was walking his dog, as he normally does, and he's not got notes with him. He was like, oh, I wish they had like a 10-minute version of this. And mm-hmm. that's what my presentation was. So it could be that we do these, like the big, bad podcast episode and then do like a little 10 minute slice it down key points yeah live broadcast so it will be like oh don't listen to the podcast just watch this and we'll lose listeners potentially but <laughs> mm-hmm. we'll see um so we are want to be more like tony stark mm-hmm. because we've got a shoehorn um uh, avengers in there yeah but he's very smart guy, and he's got a lot of money. So I've loosely tied that into spending your budget smartly. Yeah, interesting. And on the Marvel theme as well, so you've got Tony Stark at one end, but then you probably have Peter Parker at the other end, who mm. isn't really particularly wealthy. I know you, you know, we like the local spot. He's, you know, he doesn't, doesn't really have the money, so he's got to make use of his other assets to maximise what he's, what he's doing. So, cool. And then you've got Batman, Ovs. He's yeah. basically the DC... Tony Stark. Yeah, big cash. Exactly. So I suppose we were chatting off air about we've already done something on that sort of quality triangle Mm -hmm. where you've got time, money, and quality. And I suppose we're going to be sort of talking a bit more about, and a lot of this is how much much budget you've got, how much time you've got. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be really hard to give everyone a... A specific. This is what you should spend X amount on because everyone's got everyone values their time differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, everyone values their cash differently, and everyone's got. Some people have got their own mouth to feed. Someone's got fifty advisors. So we're going to try and cover off as much as possible, I think. But then, dive, this is what the Facebook group is for. If you listen to this and you're kind of like, well, actually, my situation is this. What do you reckon? We're more than happy to. Yeah. To, to let people know what we think, don't we? But we'll try yeah, and cover absolutely. it as much as possible. Do you want to do a recap on the on the uh, quality leads triangle? Yeah, sure. So, uh, yeah, obviously a bit of a strangle being on a podcast. I'm sure we'll get this image in there somewhere. Mm. Um, but basically, yeah, well, it was something that we were sort of thinking in terms of, yeah, we went through a few different names of it. Like one of them was like the law of leads or something. Mm. Um, but it's basically, it was this kind of theory that there are three aspects to generating leads. One's the quality of them. One's the time or the speed in which you can generate the leads, and one's the price of it. And we think that you can't, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it. You can't have all three. 
Um, so that's either, okay, so you can have good quality leads um, that are quick, but they're not going to be cheap. Or you can have um, fast leads um, that are going to be cheap, but they're probably not going to be good quality. Uh, or you can have cheap leads that are going to be good quality, but it's going to take you a long time to sort of generate them. And, and with that sort of thing, we're sort of getting at the likes of, you know, in terms of building your, your, like your personal brand or your SEO, um, mm-hmm. those, those kind of like content elements that go into sort of, you know, building a bit more of a, an online presence, which way or another. Is that if I dive in one, one mm-hmm. point, I suppose, with not, you, we have got clients that are having their cake and eat it because they've already spent the time. So I suppose it's, you can't yeah. have your cake and eat it on day one. Yes. But yes. you, once oh, you've put that time in, it is like having your cake and eat it eating it because we've got clients that every every day we know um you know pre-post lockdown when things are normal that there's we can predict how many inquiries they're getting in without any ad spend Mm -hmm. and then we'll know whether we need to spend any or not i think it's if you've if you're spending this time at the minute i haven't done anything i've got to do something you you're probably not gonna have your cake well you can't yeah absolutely that that you are right yeah that's where like it's particularly the seo benefit comes into it in terms of otherwise why would you bother um but you you do get to that point where you're ranking well and then it's not a case of you know once you get there you can just sort of you know take the foot off the gas it does need to be you know you need from seo is a maintaining it is just as challenging as as getting into decent positions um but yeah absolutely then then and it's sort of particularly sustainable as well um you know you're not you're not reliant on in terms of particularly things like adwords and facebook you there are lots of other things other bidders other players um that sort of can dictate what happens and i know whilst you only have so much control over over google or no control mm-hmm. over google should i say you can only do what what's you know the the best the best practice for the particular terms you're trying to rank for um it's it's not reliant on how much sort of well ad spend you have as such you do you do need some budget whether it's through time or whether it's through through money for seo but it's not doesn't mm-hmm. not quite as reactive in the same way absolutely um, so I dived in and, and, and took you off the rails. I'm not sure what you were adding. To... No, that was it. I think, yeah, I think oh. I've done the, the three bits. But yeah, it's easier to look at than describe, I think. Um, yeah. So yeah. And I think, we, I think we would always kind of say as well, you know, I know people are kind of like, they always want leads yesterday. Mm-hmm. But I always find if you're not looking months ahead, you're always going to be chasing your tail. And it's... Mm. it's I think probably the hardest thing is to get out of that habit of thinking, what am I going to do to get something today now? If you always think about now, it's 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 you're always going to struggle, I think. I think the, the ones that we know that do well, whether we work with them or not, they're always thinking about the future. They're always, I'm planting my seeds for future mm. gain. Yeah, and then I, I remember struggling as well. I remember the same thing, you know, starting out thinking, "Oh, I need, I need business now. I need it now, 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 now." And I always thought about, you know, that's why I was always selling and selling and selling rather than educating and helping and thinking about brand and things like that and thinking about spending the time and the effort to create content for SEO mm-hmm. you've got to and I, but I suppose I can understand if you know nothing about it you don't want to waste your time mm-hmm. as well so is that as well so I don't envy envy people at all it's but it is the right way to go think months ahead and we've we've said it before about SEO remorse yeah 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 do we do we think then in terms of spend the best return is from doing SEO depending on I suppose it depends on who you who how much someone charges you to do it but if you get yourself page 1 position 1 for a search term that you do then 
it, they are in inverted commas free leads. We talked about maintaining it. Do we think that SEO is probably the best of value? Uh, yeah, in, in terms of strictly sort of value, I suppose. I suppose the yeah, when you factor in the time cost of it as well. Um, it's an interesting one. Um, it, it's tough because because you can't give a, a straight answer. It's certainly I'll certainly say SEO is probably the best value eventually, but you've got to factor in that cost of time. It's certainly the most sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, it's and also the other side of it is in terms of it depends as a as a broker, what what products do you do? Um, mm-hmm. For example, those that do maybe perhaps more niche products, whilst the search volume is lower. If you're seeing a higher chunk of a lower search volume, as opposed to seeing a lower volume of a, a lower a lower chunk of a higher search volume, you're probably you know you're probably going to make more out of it. Um, and the niches are less competitive from an SEO point of view. So for some of those niches that we've done work in, um, you know, we've ranked pretty well reasonably quickly, um, and there that's what that's been that's been pretty valuable. Um, mm-hmm. You know, you sort of look at look at terms like you know the, the biggest search terms um, that get the highest volume of things like and you know probably the most valuable are things people searching for remortgages. Um, but chances are it's going to be very very unlikely for the well yeah for the vast majority you can only have you can only have ten people in the top ten um, mm-hmm. before you even take the lenders out. Sorry, including the lenders. So it's it's unlikely you're going to rank for high high value and volume terms like remortgage. Um, so you've got to sort of pick your SEO battles, I would say. Um, but yeah, it is it is probably the most sustainable and probably the best value. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know what people there and people are probably thinking, oh, what is the what should I be spending on SEO? And I don't think there's a like because it's one of those things that a lot of people do it in different different ways. I don't know what the how much is the average cost per working with someone on SEO. Um, I, I would say if you before you look at anyone, sort of look at get some case studies uh, and just have a look uh, at those those results and just double check if they're saying so and so's top of something for X keyword. Just check that they are. Um, and then look at the, get the stats on how many people are searching and then you could potentially work out the value there. If there's like a thousand people a month searching for something and you use SEM rush, it doesn't look that difficult. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone's got a track record, then I suppose it's up to you to work out what the, you know, how much value, value do you think you're going to get out of that? Um, yeah, definitely. And I would sort of say try and try and get your affair, your SEO affairs in order as much as you can by yourself. In terms of, we got tons mm. of tons of content yeah. going, um, in the lead school um, mm. in terms of that shows you how to structure your website, um, what good content looks like, you know, how to find the right keywords in terms of the search volume and, and the and the difficulty of ranking for them. Um, do as much of that as yourself as you can, um, and also the site audits. Your your website, those site audits that we that we talk about, um, yeah. they give you a you know a great foundation of you know, or, or they give you a great foundation for the potential to rank well. Um, you know, you can do all the best content in the world. You can do all the PR, you know, purchase links in terms of or, or whatever other ways you would look to spend money on SEO. But if your website isn't in order, um, a lot of it sort of is not, it's not pointless, but it's it's already facing a bit of an uphill battle. If you get your website yeah. in order first, um, which again, some of it you can do yourself, but some of it you will, you know, will most likely need a developer to help you with. Um, mm. But try that's what I would sort of recommend in terms of when you talk about SEO spend, you're really sort of aside from the time cost of it, you're then sort of looking at okay, so it's it's more like the PR, it's the outreach, uh, any mm. content that you need sort of delivering, and and that kind of thing. That's where that that cost comes in, and then the cost of the development stuff as well. So that's what we mean mm-hmm. by SEO SEO cost. Um, 
And it's, it's a tougher one to quantify than ads, obviously, because ads, you know how much traffic you get for a certain cost. Whereas SEO, you can spend you know some money, or a fair bit of money on SEO and you're probably not going to see any kind of benefit for three, four, five, six months to see some sort of benefit. And then anything more tangible for maybe another five, six months after that, depending mm-hmm. on your niche, do you know what I mean? In terms of, or whether you have one. Some niches we've seen pretty pretty good results after just a couple of months, but um, mm-hmm. not everyone's on it. Otherwise it wouldn't be a niche. Absolutely. I'm just thinking of someone that I spoke to. They hired uh, an SEO person. They tied them into a 12 month contract and they weren't doing any of the basic um, stuff from the SEO audit. Um, so using, if you're not going to do it yourself, at least check those tutorials that we've done to check because a lot of the, the SEO company were, were saying, oh, it just takes time, it takes time, it takes time. The, the quicker you get your website in order, mm-hmm. fixing all those technical bits, and you, de- you don't need to know how to do it. You just need to run that report. We're actually on Advisors Assemble website. We're going to have a, uh, a little widget in there where you can test your website and get a, mm-hmm. a, a quick, audit without having to speak to us it'll it'll go and do it for you you don't need to understand what's going on there you just need to know it comes up with errors get them say to your web uh, your either your web developer or your seo person that needs fixing that needs fixing. like how you need it don't be don't let them sort of bob you off that's facts that's got to be fixed mm-hmm. um so even if you don't understand what the words mean um do you but you can get. I think we get. We give a sort of a clear idea without as much jargon as possible in those tutorials, don't we? On the on the site audit and why to do it. And yeah, that's uh, right. I think I think it's broken down into sort of like plain English. But yeah, no, I think I remember that that instance you're sort of talking about. And sort of yeah, they kept coming back with it, it takes time. But yes, it does mm-hmm. take time. But at some point, well, not at some point, but it's it's only going to re- reach a more successful conclusion if you actually do the work. Is <laughs> mm-hmm. not whether they were sort of saying the results take time, but the issue was. The time that they it's were going to take longer. The fixes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was that was yeah. the issue. It's going to take so much longer because you're not fixing the basics. The basics. This could do some quick. We find quick wins, don't we? On you know, we've we set a site live, um, and then it's it's quite quick. So we have sometimes we'll have a, like a quick a dip, a loss in mm-hmm. in ranking, then it and it pushes straight up really quickly just from doing the technical stuff, not adding any any content. That has that has happened because the technical fixes on your site are so important. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. We're 15 minutes in and we've only talked about SEO. So, I mean, my I think my advice is if you're a solo broker, got a small budget, I wouldn't spend any money on SEO. I mm-hmm. would um, speak to your web developer if you've got one already. Use the tutorials that we've got available um, and get those fixed. So there may be some ad hoc costs depending on who your web developer is. Uh, and get those bits and pieces we're launching the website templates that will have all those bits sorted as well so check those out as well so we're we're probably saying i don't know what what if you're spending four figures a month more than that on ads you may want to then look at seo Mm -hmm. because you don't want to be paying all the time as well so probably is a threshold that if you're spending a few thousand pounds a month on ads that you don't want to always be spending ads. There's the other kind of side of it as well. You probably do want to start investing in SEO once you're, because you could reduce your ad spend right down. If you look at the figures, so if you were spending like five grand a month on just ads and nothing on SEO, there'll be a, a time where you could have reduced your ad spend mm-hmm. down to nothing or half, and then it'll become more profitable that way as well. So yeah. I think if you're if you're buying leads, spending four figures on buying leads, 
and you're not doing SEO, then I'd, I'd invest in, in speaking to someone on that side as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? If you're sort of purchasing leads in that kind of, you know, that sort of not typical, but in terms of that, that lead purchase way that you often see, um, but then you want to invest some of that money in, in SEO, there will be a lag, obviously, like a, a reasonable mm-hmm. lag in between seeing the results from the SEO. And obviously, you've got to account for that lack of spend that you've made in um, in terms of purchasing leads that come directly through the door. Um, mm-hmm. So it is, it is tough. SEO is a is kind of like it can it can be in some instances quite a tough sell because it's there's there's so much more. Um, I don't know. There's no guarantees. Yeah, there's yeah, no guarantees. exactly that. Yeah. Exactly that. How? What am I going to get on page one? Genuinely, I can't can't put a date on it. We will. We got to do some work to see how quick you know do those technical fixes. See how quick that makes the the changes, and then it depends on which which niche you're after. They're all they're all sort of different. It depends on what. Uh, the competition are doing as well. It is a tough sell. So there's so, so many factors. Yeah, so many factors. Yeah. I'd say there's only um, very, 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 very few in terms of that that would be able to promise. You know, being on page one in X amount of time, um, yeah. particularly for people with a with a you know a steady sort of budget. Um, if you had an mm. unlimited budget, then at that point you start to think, okay, yeah, you could start to give some some pretty solid assurances. Um, but for ninety nine point nine percent of people, it's um, there's there's no guarantees. And if they are putting a guarantee and the SEO person is probably going to take all the shortcuts and do all the hacks and all the black, the black hat stuff that will then, this is where we had David Thompson on mm. last year where he got to position one on Google and lost it overnight because they were, do- they were doing dodgy stuff to try and cheat Google. Mm-hmm. It's absolute minefield. Hopefully we've not confused people anymore <laughs> than what they are already, but I would don't seriously look at spending investing in it until we're spending in in the, the four figures on the yeah advertising budget in general. I think is the, is the, probably the best bit of advice we can give. Any specific situations, give us a shout. Um, yeah, and we can look at it for you. Um, so we've talked about this a lot before in terms of budget switches from like traditionally for me when I started doing ads, what two thousand and early two thousand two thousand four was using pretty much 100% Google ads for ages and ages and ages. And it probably wasn't into the the 20 teens that started shifting and using Facebook more. I think it's probably the most advanced, but we found back end of um, 2019 changes to the audiences. And it was always, it was never as reliable as Google ads. Mm-hmm. And we're, we're spending more money on, on Google ads than we are Facebook ads. So mm-hmm. let's let's take someone who's only got five hundred pounds a month in the in their in their advertising budget. Would we still spend that on Google? Or so they, we're, they're doing it themselves, I guess. If they've only got five hundred pounds, there's no point in paying someone else to do it because if they're only charging you two hundred and fifty pounds, I can't imagine them spending a lot of time on that during the month. And then they've only got two hundred fifty pounds left to generate you some leads. This just doesn't. I don't think it works. No, agreed. I, I would say for, for, for £500 a month budget for me wouldn't stack up on Google. So say if you run over all the whole month, that's just over, that's about £16, £17 a day. Um, mm-hmm. You're probably not going to get, well, you may do in some sort of niches, you may get some leads for £16, £17 a day, but then it's also thinking about, it's remembering not all leads are the same. Mm-hmm. Um, so say, take an example, particularly with Google ads, um, what we tend to find is the higher the click cost, the better the conversion. Um, mm-hmm. For those that you know don't don't really know Google Ads that well, it's um, it's basically done on a bid. It's a it's a market basically. People bid 
um, to be at the at the top of the Google um, search results, uh, and people wouldn't be bidding high costs. When we say high costs for mortgages, standard mortgage products, you tend to sort of be getting up to kind of maybe ten, eleven pounds a click. Um, if you can convert them at one in ten, um, you're probably looking at a you know about one hundred, one hundred and ten pound a lead, which on the face of it sounds expensive, but then people are making money out of it. Otherwise, they wouldn't be. Mm-hmm. bidding that amount you know what i mean in terms of particularly yeah. some of the big bigger brokers wouldn't be bidding um, some of them may be trying to grab market share for example but um they wouldn't be bidding and spending those kind of lease costs if it didn't make money um mm-hmm. and it's the same it goes the other way there are a lot of keywords and the one that always comes to mind for us is things like mortgage rates um the the cost of traffic for mortgage rates is, is by google ad standards is very low it's about you know one to two pounds a click um but the problem is it's not likely to convert the search volume is yeah. huge Yes, the rate shoppers. They're, they're rate shoppers. They're looking for information. And even if you put a form together, um, say that promised rates, and invite people to put their name, phone number, email address, the chances are they won't be picking up the phone. They won't so you, be picking up the phone. They won't be picking up the phone at all. You, you, yeah, they, you, they may even put a false number in because they're not mm. looking for a conversation. They're not looking, that's not what they're looking for. They're just looking for rates. So mm-hmm. whilst the leads may be cheap, they're probably going to be poor quality in the in the sense that you may not even be able to get hold of them. And this is what, I know we say quite a lot in terms of people ask us a lot about, you know, lead costs and things like that. The important thing to remember is, you know, not, not all leads are the same. So £20 leads aren't going to be the same as or shouldn't be the same as £40 leads. Um, yeah. and, it, and it's a case for brokers in terms of weighing up the cost of that and also the cost of their time. Uh, and a good example we use is, OK, so say a £20 lead um, maybe has half the contact rate of a £40 lead. So you start to think, well, you may as well get the £40 lead and save yourself the time. But then if you have more time available, the £20 leads may be worthwhile if you have the tenacity to, to um, mm-hmm. chase and convert them. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And what we find as well is each advisor has a different contact rate, yeah. even in the same firm, because people, we've got people that are like ravenous dogs who are like mm-hmm. the second, you know, the second a lead comes through, they're on the, they're on the phone. Other people yeah. we've had, they wait, like 12 hours mm. and so you can't give if someone said what's a lead cost and what's the average conversion rate there <laughs> there isn't one because mm. it's people's got different processes some people do the all you know auto sms some people their marketing will make a big difference because some people will buy we say people buy from people if if someone's searching remortgage for for debt consolidation they land on a, a remortgage debt con specific site that advisor's got a ton of content um, talking about what it is, then they're going to buy into that person and the contact rate will be very high and the lead cost will be very low. Someone that does everything and has got a debt con page, their lead cost is going to be higher and the contact rate is going to be lower, but it's the same, it's the same consumer. It's the same, mm. you know, it's the same person, the same traffic, same quality in inverted commas. It's just been dealt with in a different way. So it's, um, it's really hard to give an average. It depends how much, and then it comes back to the the quality lead triangle. If you put more time in, you're going to get better better quality. Yeah, absolutely. And and we find um, sort of a lot in terms of it, it's how people deal with their leads often depends on what they've done before. Um, so we do see obviously a, a reasonable amount of brokers that haven't haven't done any online marketing before. That's sort of why they come mm-hmm. through the lead school and everything else. But it's one of the things I think we we sort of need to or we try and convey or we certainly need to is that you know, these online leads are going to behave very differently to leads they get through referrals. Um, oh, yeah. Referred leads are always going to convert better. 
Um, mm-hmm. They're ready to go. You have sort of ultimate credibility because someone they trust has referred you. Um, whereas online, it's it's obviously not the same. They've they've searched them on Google. They found your website. Even if they convert on the website, that's that's reasonable going, um, in the sense that they trust you enough to sort of have that call. Like we say, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we said in that example previously, you know, uh, a ten pound click cost one in ten convert to a lead. Um, that's sort of a ten percent conversion rate is sort of reasonable um, for sort of Google ads, and that's nine that go away and that, that aren't going to do anything with you. Um, and it's just sort of, it's, it's kind of, they do need a different mindset online leads to those that have dealt with kind of referred leads. Uh, and that's where we go through in terms of the time side of it, in terms of investing in kind of the credibility and your presence and who you are. So you can essentially, um, make yourself as credible as possible, um, and almost build that rapport online for use of a better word, um, that you probably can't really replace from that, um, increasing Mm -hmm. referral business. Absolutely. And I suppose this is where SEO comes in as mm. well. Say, let's say, I don't think we've got anyone that's paying £100 uh, a lead. Um, but if there was, and they were getting three organic for every pay, that's £30 yeah. a lead. And better quite. So it's, um, it, it, it's, those those numbers sound expensive and the, the conversion rate sounds low. Um, if you put remarketing in as well, so I suppose part of our job and part of your job, if you're managing the marketing, is get that um, conversion rate higher as much as possible. This mm-hmm. is this is why the website's so important. This is why we talk about websites so important. You marketing like you want to get that conversion rate as high as possible, the contact rate as high as possible, which will bring the cost per acquisition as low as possible. Um, so yeah, it's a really this episode, Tom, is probably the hardest one we've done because there's no like there's no specific answer you can you can give. Yeah, that's right. And it's yeah, no, yeah, like you said, it's it's kind of like when we say about ten, ten nine, ten pounds a click. Well, we don't actually have any campaigns running that look at that. that that's part of our job. Um, mm. It's like okay, so how do we get good quality leads through for a lower click cost than that? We typically look anywhere between three three to six, maybe seven or eight. But then we do typically find those that do start to those click costs that do start to creep up um do tend to sort of perform a little better um yeah. so yeah no you're right it's it's yeah we, we don't really see 100 pound leads but there will be some of the bigger brokers that have bigger budgets that will be sort of paying for that um yeah, yeah no we sort of depending on the product we're sort of and the niche i think through our numbers it's kind of anywhere between sort of 15 and 45 um yeah. de- depending on the product and the niche obviously Yes, exactly. Yeah, I think that's right. And then I think you, I suppose people will probably blow their minds to know that there are some brokers that will spend over a hundred thousand pounds a month buying leads. Mm-hmm. Um, and there are some, you know, they might blow their mind that people spend ten thousand or twenty thousand or thirty or forty or fifty. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if someone's got, if someone's built up their business, they've got fifty advisors, and they, you know, each advisor needs three or four fresh leads a day. That's that's going to mm-hmm. come up. We got economies of scale, so. But yeah, like you say, p- people will pay that because it it will convert. Yeah. Um, should we talk about um, Instagram? Yeah. How we can how we can manage that? It's a sort of if people have ran Facebook ads before, they're they're probably if they haven't checked the the placements on it, they're probably running them on Insta mm-hmm. as well, despite it behaving differently. Some people may be doing specific kind of story um, mm-hmm. ads as well. Um, but I think a lot of these, I've seen a lot of um, advisors, brokers using these kind of, um, they're like animations and things like that mm-hmm. and stop. I think, I'm not a big fan of them. Mm-hmm. 
because mm-hmm. I'm going on about people buy from people, but you could get you you can get yourself on in the Instagram stories of someone that's been looking to remortgage, for example, with mm-hmm. Instagram ads. Um, and then you, I suppose it's difficult with Instagram and Facebook because there's different. It's quite complicated because you've got all the different objectives as well. But if we go back to the the one person spending, they've got max five hundred pounds. We we probably recommend that they do some basic campaigns themselves for that. Um, would you discount Instagram or would you include it? Would it depend if it's a first time buyer for you? People say people on Instagram are younger, but you know, I'm, I'm 30, what am I 37? I'm on Instagram. All my friends of my age are on Instagram. I don't think it's necessarily a, uh, we picked up a, uh, our business finance client from Instagram and, uh, He's he's not a uh, teenager. No, no, that's right. So with with Instagram, it's a bit of a a bit of a weird one. So I, from our experience, I wouldn't say Instagram to a cold audience is particularly sort of high converting. Um, but it is like you sort of said in terms of from a remarketing point of view, it can be quite useful um, in terms of just sort of keeping you know keeping touching base, that kind of just keeping top of mind. Um, and remarketing is typically typically quite cheap. And also the thing to remember with remarketing is it'll only they're they're the people that have visited your site and uh, not converted and gone away so say if your initial marketing or the initial way that you push to get traffic you're looking for older older clients for example if you're looking for you know anyone that's safe whatever reason you were looking at people who were over 40 um and you drove that that kind of cold traffic campaign whether you did it through facebook um and then remarketed through Insta or whether you just drove them 40 plus through Insta because it's done on the same platform. You can target people that way. Uh, and if it's not seen by anybody, it's it's not seen by them. Do you know what I mean? It's not, mm-hmm. you know, that's the good thing about Facebook in terms of from that, and Instagram, from that demographic point of view. Um, you can get in front of the people that fit those kind of demographics, whether it's age or location. Um, so pretty, pretty easily. Um, but Instagram, I wouldn't, if I had a limited budget, I don't think I would put too much into it. Maybe a small amount with remarketing. Um, mm-hmm. I'd probably rather see that budget maybe go into Facebook, um, which we just tend to see better engagement mm-hmm. and, and more out of than, than we do Instagram, I think. Absolutely. And I think we'll, we'll probably have a few new listeners this week because uh, some of the stuff we had from Primus, we had a lot of new people in our, our group. And if anyone doesn't know what remarketing is, it's when someone goes on your website and then they go back into Facebook or Instagram within, you know, you can set it to 30, 60, 90 days, whatever. Then they see your ads. So you're sort of bidding on putting ads in front of people that have seen you before. So that kind of, that's what we mean by remarketing. Uh, and I think I said on one of the promise talks that, you know, sometimes we'll only spend two, three pounds a day, mm. you know. So what's that? Um, uh, 90 quid a, a month. Three six nine, yeah, ninety. My maths is horrendous. Have you noticed? <laughs> <laughs> I did get a B in maths, but we were the last year to be able to use a calculator on both tests. So my long division, my long multiplication, I do each one on the calculator. You know, each each little bit because my mental arithmetic is rubbish. I, do you know what I think it is? Slightly off topic because I'm left-handed, and in in one year we had a massy. We would do the times table, and it was always my hand was always covering it up. Ah, uh, okay. So, That's like, my I didn't do the same mental, like, but my mental arithmetic, like, so I'm good at all the algebra and all that stuff. You know, I'm a smart cookie, and I can work out cost per acquisitions with spreadsheets. It's just the mental arithmetic is rubbish. I would say I'm the same, yeah. But and like, yeah, 
But it's weird. Maybe we've evolved because we have the use of technology. That's one positive spin. Possibly. Of We're not stupid. We just <laughs> up in our heads. Uh, so, yeah, a, a small amount of, of, of... So, I mean, I suppose anyone who has got that £500 a month, £3 a day or a pound a day mm. on each platform on remarketing even if it's a referral someone said i'll speak to joe blogs he was my mortgage broker they may go and check your website out and they may not uh, connect Mm -hmm. what they might do is next time they go every time they go in social media they see some really helpful content about you i should really ring joe blogs i should really it might be the fourth or fifth or sixth time Mm -hmm. that they see it so that then that 60 90 pounds whatever it is you spend a month on that if that brings one new um protection case one new mortgage case that has you know a great return so i think now we've had this conversation clarity for me if there is any money to be spent on really limited budgets it's it's you know do your organic stuff get as many people to your website as possible mm-hmm. through organic um people may look at curiosity don't always put links back if you're doing organic content so that's by organic i mean just posting on social media it doesn't cost you anything mm-hmm. uh, unless you're outsourcing it um get as many people to your website and, and remarketing can be probably the best return for a very small if you've got a very small budget yeah absolutely with with remarketing the only note i'd put in is is check your google like, check your google analytics and see how many how many visitors are you getting on a, uh, per week? And if you're sort of getting a few hundred a week, but your website isn't really, well, even if your website is, and you you say you're getting a few hundred visitors a week, anything less than that, I'm not sure remarketing is worthwhile because you've got such a limited view of people. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're only getting, do you know what I mean? Are you only getting maybe 10 to 50 maybe users mm-hmm. a day on your site. Um, yeah. Remarketing may not be as worthwhile because you may be actually better spending that even mm-hmm. one, two, three pounds a day on Facebook on driving fresher traffic to it. Um, mm-hmm. there, there is a bit of a balance in terms of on, on that sort of side of things. But yeah, I would, I would say remarketing typically is, is very good value. Mm. So I've got a bit more clarity for this smaller, the budget thing, as you were just chatting there. So if I, so I'm, 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 I've, only because I've written down this 500 pounds, I think the person that asked the question said they've got a thousand pounds to spend, but whether you have or you're not, if you, you can increase that traffic to your website using the Google My Business stuff that we talked about the other week, and the, that was the primus conversation. Get yourself on Google Ads, get your local stuff. That will attract visits if you get on there. Doing your organic social stuff, that will attract, you know, get your, how, first of all, before we spend money, let's think about how we can get ourselves up to that 100 or so plus visitors a week and then start thinking about spending money. Mm-hmm. Um, or spending, again, that small amount on the uh, getting landing page views from Facebook on helpful content not salesy content mm-hmm. just did you know kind of content so it may be actually although you're, you're kind of not desperate for leads you you want leads how can i get people your focus maybe is how do i get people to my website um for most cost efficiently then i think how can i engage with these people more so they don't just visit me and forget me and then the, with those people that I've engaged more, how can I convert them into an inquiry mm-hmm. yeah. rather than how can I get as many? So take it step by step. Um, and then I think we can probably put something together that adapts the, uh, in fact, the 30 minute marketing plan doesn't cover off the Google My Business stuff. So it's like the 30 minute marketing plan will be, you'll be creating a nice chunky bit of content once a week. And then all that content, 
you can be using in your remarketing, your organic and everything, and then you're you're building yourself up to a place where it's worth spending money on ads. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's uh, yeah, it's it's such such a tough one, isn't it? It's uh, mm. in terms of where to kind of allocate their spend. The thing is, there are the input. Yeah, like I said, there are, there are no kind of shortcuts. Um, no. that, that's that's the difficulty. If you, again, we go back to one of our leads triangle. Um, mm. If you need leads fast and them to be good quality, unfortunately, they're just they're just not going to be cheap. Um, mm-hmm. Just the, the the kind of the the market of it and the economics of it just just don't mm-hmm. don't stack up that way, unfortunately. Absolutely. Well, let's talk about LinkedIn because um, mm-hmm. I winds me up when people say LinkedIn advertising is expensive because it's not. Mm-hmm. If you if you you've been the right way, I'm sure we'll have like tutorials on how to do that. But essentially, don't do what LinkedIn say. Um, do basically it's kind of doesn't make sense but you want to do that kind of awareness you want to bid on a thousand impressions yeah um we probably haven't got time to go into that so ask us in the group if you heard this bit and you want to know more about that but let's talk about who we can get in front of on on linkedin um because people may have that niche of you know maybe someone's like i'm the on the mortgage for dentist guy or I deal with like the armed forces or police, NHS or IT contractors. Um, we can spend budget to get in front of those as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I thought, so the first thing about LinkedIn that lots of people sort of come to us and sort of say, well, LinkedIn, isn't it just B2B? It's, well, yeah, obviously kind of the, the, the LinkedIn as a platform is geared around people's kind of business and their kind of profession, but they are still humans. In the same way, I would look at it the other way on, on Facebook in terms of people say, well, Facebook's personal. But the amount of links I've clicked, the amount of stuff I've read that's relevant to my professional life on Facebook, it's more so than the other way around. And on LinkedIn, it's you know it's it's the same in the sense that people still are still human beings on there. They still have personal things to sort of sort out. Um, and the good thing about the LinkedIn targeting, yeah. So whilst you, as you've said, in terms of you can target people by their professions, but even if you don't necessarily do the professions thing, you can tell a lot by somebody based on their kind of like their job seniority seniority. Sorry which are things mm. you can target people based on. If you're looking for um, potentially people that earn or are higher earners, um, you know, people's job title isn't higher earner, but may perhaps CEOs or directors or kind of senior managers. You can get in front of those sorts of people with kind of the why your service or why your, you know, your brokerage is, is tailored to that, that kind of audience um, and generate a decent click-through rate and in, inquiries that way. Um, mm. But yeah, you are right going on to the more... Um, kind of on the nose thing in terms of yeah, if you're do the mortgages for dentists, mortgages for doctors, uh, mortgages for contractors, that kind of thing, um, then LinkedIn is is pretty powerful to to get in front of those people. Mm. If you're a financial advisor, if you do wealth management as mm. well, obviously the you know a CEO of a company of a certain size, you can get in front of those. Um, but I suppose no matter how much you spend, it's, it's still coming back to that. That's that's how can we work on getting more website visitors. You know that that process, rather than mm-hmm. how can I how can I spend this money to get a lead straight away? It's more efficient to get the get the traffic, get the engagement, then get the inquiry uh, later on. Um, but yeah, those are things are all possible. And there's even if you're just organically posting on uh, LinkedIn mm. as well, a lot of people are are getting those inquiries on there. So you don't have to spend money just because you've got it. You don't have to um we know we've had quite a few case studies of people spending you know jim smith thomas honor mm-hmm. um all, all of the all the brokers that that have been on have not not a lot of them have spent a lot of a lot of cash and they've got decent decent inquiries from it mm-hmm. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, it's um, yeah, the the organic social stuff. It, it does have a place uh, in terms of building up kind of a bit of a following and a community on it. Um, and yeah, it's it, it's a great example. It's similar. We we treat it, I think, in terms of attitude, quite similar to sort of like an SEO side of things. It is worth mm-hmm. doing, and it does have the benefit, but you're probably not going to see those the the fruits of that labor um, mm-hmm. for a, you know for a bit of time. Um, yeah. it's, it's not one for getting leads today or tomorrow or yesterday as, as lots of people need them um, yeah. but it, it does have a value if you keep up with it and you do see the benefit of it um, further down the line absolutely and then again we've got for for the organic stuff we've got the 30 minute marketing plan that is it is, shows you how very quick and easy it is to create content and lots of people have done it you can spend your, your budget on outsourcing it if you want mm-hmm. um, as well there is that it just depends like, again how much time you've got and how much uh, budget you've got. Um, I don't feel like we've given a, a concise answer, Tom, but is that because there isn't a concise answer on what I should spend my budget on? Yeah, there, there, there isn't. It depends on depends on what your budget is. It depends how much time you have. And also it depends on, on what, what stage of your business you're at. Um, mm-hmm. Often we find kind of like the, the, the newer brokers need business sort of quickly or, or now. Um, which needs a different strategy perhaps to um, someone that's maybe more established, has a bit more capacity. Um, and that's the thing, it's, it's not, not an easy, easy answer. I mean, broad, broadly speaking, we would sort of say the lower your budget, the more we would suggest you do kind of like the, the content side of it, uh, pushing that content out on Facebook and then generating the leads through Facebook remarketing, building that audience, but that, that doesn't help you if you need leads tomorrow we appreciate the higher your budget, the more we would then look to move that into Google AdWords, uh, which is higher cost, um, but, but tends to be better quality um, in a quicker time period. Um, so yeah, un- unfortunately, there's no easy answer. Each broker we sort of um, kind of engage with is, is different um, depending on how long they've been going, how much time they have and, and what they want to get out of it. Um, mm. But yeah, unfortunately, there's, there's no simple holy grail answer with it really. Absolutely. And I've just wrote down a few different things as well. We've talked a lot about mortgages, but you've got people selling protection. Mm. Uh, it's a tough one. Everyone's probably seeing a lot of adverts on, on Facebook for like Dead Happy and all, all sorts of um, life insurance advertisers at the minute. Um, so there's, there's that to think about. There's the, the, the wealth management side. Um, you've got car finance we talk about. A lot more mm-hmm. uh, wills, trusts, um, retirement planning. I think all all of these. Th- I still I still think that the thirty minute marketing plan, no matter how big your mm. your, your size is, you uh, unless you're creating content that's unique to you, all of these things. Or car finance, probably less than any of these. You're still uh, it's trust that you want to build. Um, it's rapport that you want to build. Um, if someone trust you that's what, coming back to the th- first thing you said about the uh, referral being the best lead is because mm. of the trust it's i suppose it's how much trust can i build with the budget that i've got mm. but that's still going to need content um or or money you think of the big brands they've got they've built trust through their brand because of the amount of money that they've spent they, they couldn't have done that you know they, they all provide a really great quality service like you know you think marks and spencers or or whoever, or I think compare the market, you know, they have spent millions and millions and millions become a trusted brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, they spent time and money uh, on it. So it's, and it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's trust. How can you, how can you build it as much as possible? Content for us is, is the best way, right? 
Yeah, 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 no, absolutely. There's, there's no, there's no quick win to earning somebody's trust. I don't think, and, and confidence mm-hmm. that you're, you know, as a broker, you're the right person to somebody to go to, particularly if they are, you know, shopping for that person online. Um, mm-hmm. We're going to get loads of different messages, and the, and the way online marketing works, once you search for something once, you're going to get bombarded with kind of you're going to go in certain audiences, whether it's on Facebook or on Google, mm-hmm. and you're just going to see more and more ads for people doing the same thing as what you do. So in terms of everything you can do to sort of capture or to, sorry, to, to, to display your credibility as best you can, whether that's Trustpilot, Google reviews, excuse me, great testimonials. Mm-hmm. Um, but even then, it, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a bit of time for somebody from seeing that once, the touch points they then need to go through to sort of decide, mm-hmm. yeah, you're the, the guy or gal. Absolutely. But good news is you can do it. There are plenty of case studies mm-hmm. of people that have been doing it. Listen to the case study podcast episodes. Um, we, you know, we wouldn't be a business if it didn't do it. We like, I was chatting to a guy today saying he was like, Oh, how long do you tie us into a contract for? I was like, well, we don't, which is incredibly scary when a, a global pandemic <laughs> happens, obviously. But if we, if we weren't providing, if we weren't generating leads in the business from the time that we've invested, and and the quality we wouldn't wouldn't be around. So the good news is it is definitely possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're here to help people as as much as we can. So you leverage the Facebook group to ask us. Um, leverage the free tutorials that we have in the lead school. They're probably going to move over to advisorsassemble.co.uk very soon. There's a lot of lot of stuff there that we can help you with. Don't hopefully we haven't confused people and melted their brains and. Don't don't give up. That thirty minute marketing plan, I think, is is essential to give you a formula, a strategy to work through. It's really simple. Anyone can do it. If you, I believe, if you invest the time in that, you'll 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 be all right, and you'll start having really meaningful conversations and start growing your business. Yeah, yeah, no, one hundred percent. Yeah, that that thirty minute marketing plan. That that's exactly what that's really built for. Um, those people that are sort of like doing doing this from scratch, potentially with a limited budget um that need to and, and also limited time as well that's obviously you know goes without saying that's why it's 30 30 minutes a day um yeah. so how can you get the most out of your time the most out of your budget um to make your kind of your digital marketing as profitable as it can be cool nice one buddy right we will be back next time we'll pick a random superhero and try and shoehorn that into some kind of marketing related uh topic that's what we do <laughs> <laughs> obviously obviously and we'll see you next time give us a shout in the facebook group if you've got a question um and we'll speak to you then yep see you next time Bye-bye. bye bye